Hello and welcome to the Liam Hawkins podcast, first episode of, um, for me, uh, um, yeah, let's just not say much and dive straight into it. So first we will be doing research about the, um, tracks, uh, today's one for the first episode I've decided for the 24 hours of Le Mans track. I decided that would be a good track to start off with. So let's start with the introduction. Right. This is from Wikipedia, so. The 24 Hours of Le Mans is the world's oldest active sports car race in endurance racing, held annually since 1923 near the town of Le Mans, France. It is considered one of the most prestigious automobile races in the world and has been called the Grand Prix of Endurance and Efficiency. The event represents the flag, one leg, sorry, the event represents one leg of the Triple Crown of Motorsport. Other events being held at Indianapolis 500, the Monaco Grand Prix, unlike fixed distance races whose winner is determined by minimum time, the 24 Hours of Le Mans is won by the car that covers the greatest distance in the 24 hours. Racing teams must balance the must balance um, the demands of speed with the car's ability to run for 24 hours without mechanical failure. In the 2018 race, 41 of the 60 qualifying cars ran the full duration. So when it said something about the uh, greatest distance, I think they've changed that. The uh, uh, venue circuit de la Sarthe, first race 1923, the last race that was currently held was 2019, unfortunately the 2021's been postponed, uh, 24 hours, uh, the most wins is Tom Christensen, uh, most wins team, Joseph Racing, most wins is Porsche, the manufacturer. The race is organised by the Automobile Club de la Quest, is that what it says, I don't know, ACO and is held on Circular South, which is composed of closed public roads and dedicated sections of the racing track. The 24 Hours of Le Mans is frequently part of the World Sports Car Championship from 1953 until that series, the final season in 1992. In 2011, it was part of the Inconventional in Le Mans Cup, sorry, I didn't say that right. Um, since 2012, the race has been part of the FIA World Endurance Championship. In the World Endurance Championships Super Season of May 2018 to June 2019, the 24 Hours of Le Mans was both, hold, was both the second and the last round of the season. So there are two in a season, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Le Mans inspired... 24-hour races around the globe, including the 24 hours of Daytona, 24 hours of Nürburgring, Spa, and Bathurst. I think that's 12 hours. Hmm. The American Le Mans series, the Europe, the Europe's Le Mans series of multi-event sports car championships were spun off the, the 24 hours of Le Mans regulations. Other races include the Le Mans Classic, a race for historic Le Mans, um, Le Mans race cars, from years past held on the circuit of South. A motorcycle version of the race, which is held on the shortened Bugatti version of the same um, circuit, I think that's the MotoGP race around that. Um, a kart race, which is the 24 hours um, karting, that's what it is. 
and a truck race, 24 hours, camions, I think, and a parody race, 24 hours of Le Mans, as an O instead of A. Uh, let's talk about the history of Le Mans. Um, the 24 hours of Le Mans was first run on 26th and 27th May 1923, through public roads around Le Mans. Originally planned to be a three-year event awarded the Rudge Whitworth Triennial Cup. Sorry, I can't probably say that. Uh, with a winner being declared by the car, which could go the furthest distance over the three consecutive 24-hour races. This idea was abandoned in 1928, and overall winners were declared for each single year depending on who covered the furthest distance by the t by the time 24 hours were up. The early races were um, dominated by French, British and Italian drivers, teams and cars, with Bugatti, Bentley and Alfa Romeo being the top brands. Innovations in car design began appearing in the, at the track in the late 1930s, with Bugatti and Alfa Romeo running highly aerodynamic bodywork in order to run down the Mulsanne straight at faster speeds. The race was cancelled in 1936 due to general strikes in France and the outbreak of World War II. In 1939 resulted in a 10-year hiatus. Following the reconstruction of the circuit facilities, the race resumed in 1949, which renewed interest from major automobile manufacturers. 1949 was also Ferrari's first victory in the 166ml of Luigi Chinetti and Peter Mitchell Thompson. After the formation of the World Sports Car Championship in 1953, of which Le Mans was a part, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes-Benz and Jaguar and many others began um, sending multiple cars backed by their respective factories to complete to compete sorry, for overall wins against their competitors. Their competitiveness sometimes resulted in tragedy as in the 1955 Le Mans disaster during the 1955 race which, in which Pierre Levey's car, I think, that's how you say his last name, crashed into a crowd of spectators, killing more than 80 people. The accident led to the widespread introduction of safety measures, not only at the circuit, but elsewhere in, motorsport, in the motorsport world. Following the accident, the entire pit complex was, ra was raised and rebuilt further back, allowing the pit straight to be widened. Although there was still no barrier between the track and the pit lane, safety standards improved, but the cars got faster, and and the move from open cockpit roadsters and to closed cockpit coupes resulted in speeds of over 320 kilometers an hour, which is 200 miles an hour roughly, on the Mulsanne. On the Mulsanne. Ford entered the picture with the GT40 finally ending Ferrari's dominance with the four straight wins from 1966 to 1969. Before the 1960s ended, all the cars and the race changed substantially. For the new decade, the race took a turn towards more extreme speeds and automotive designs. These extreme speeds led to their replacement of the typical standing Le Mans start 
with the rolling Indianapolis start. Although production-based cars sorry, were still raced, they were now in the lower classes while purpose-built sports cars became the norm. The Porsche 917, 935 and 936 were dominant throughout the decade, but a resurgence by the by French manufacturers Matra Simca and Renault, I don't know if, um, if that's how you say Matra Simca, but I know that's how you um, say Renault, saw the first victories of the nation since 1950, and since the 1950 race. This decade is also held to, um, to be remembered for strong performances from many privateer constructors with two scoring and the only victories for a privateer in the race. John Ryers' Myridge won in 1975 while Jean Rondeur's self-titled chassis took 1980. There's a lot of uh, stuff under that as well. Um, not going to go too much into it, otherwise we'll be here for maybe even an hour. So we'll go into something else of the track. Oops, sorry. Just trying to get it up from Wikipedia. Anyway, uh, yeah, racing used to be very dangerous back then. Uh, they were actually expecting people to die. Um, that's how dangerous it was. Luckily, the Mulsanne Strait has uh, chicanes now. Uh, so that's talk about the uh oh i don't know there's a lot of stuff here that we could write about that, that we could do about um we're gonna do the per um the purpose launched in launched when grand prix motor racing was dominant form was the dominant form of motorsport throughout Europe. Le Mans was designed to present a different test. Instead of focusing on the ability of a car company to build the fastest machines, the 24 hours of Le Mans would instead concentrate on the, on the ability of the manufacturers to build sporty yet reliable cars. This, in, this encouraged innovation in producing reliable and fuel-efficient vehicles because endurance racing requires cars that last and spend as little time in the pits as possible. At the same time, the layout of the track necessitated, necessitated cars, sorry, I can't say that, uh, with better aerodynamics and stability at high speeds, while, while this was shared with the Grand Prix racing, few tracks in Europe had straights of a length comparable to the Mulsanne Strait. Additionally, because the road is public and there's not as meticulously um, maintained as permanent racing circuits. Racing put more strain on the parts, increasing the importance of reliability. Okay, so there's a bit. I think we'll um, stop it there. Uh, we'll go onto a car now. Um, I might start with a modern Le Mans car, maybe do an old one as well. So we'll start with a modern Le Mans car, I think we'll go with the 911 Porsche I reckon.
the 911 Le Mans Porsche. One of my favourite cars in the world, actually. I definitely like, uh, Porsche is definitely my favourite Le Mans car. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to find it here. Okay, so there's a, been a lot of Porsches entered into um, the motor race, the famous motor race of the 24 hours of Le Mans. Uh, we'll do the 10 facts about Le Mans uh, with Porsche. I've just seen a link and I've clicked on it. So we'll see this one. By the way, I'm sorry because I'm for like for my uh because I said that I would be like creating my own book and writing um reading it in um my podcasts. Uh not today though because I haven't even started it actually. I've started multiple ones but I'm deciding to start fresh. Okay. So Porsche and the twenty four hours of Le Mans this story of records and Superlatives go back to 1951. Country roads make up. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Oh, I can hear um a noise coming from the other room. That's my dad playing a set of Corsa. It's a really good game. I reckon it's better than i racing. That's just me. Uh. Here's number two because number one seems to just be the track. Uh, number two, public. Country roads make up the majority of this famous racing course. Hang on, I think these are ten facts about Le Mans. Okay, we'll just do that anyway. Country roads make up the majority of this famous racing course. It currently measures 13.6 kilometres with more than 9 kilometres of course closed to road traffic only during the race. This used course is the 14th Viren of to be driven. The most radical change was made in 1990 when measured when the Moljan Strait was slowed by the addition of two chicanes. Drivers used to be able to go full speed ahead of uh, the 5.8 kilometers full, to go full speed ahead for 5 Point eight kilometers, and so in 1971, for example, a Porsche 917 long tail hit a speed of 396 kilometers an hour in free training. Hang on, I'll just stop there for a second. Okay, I'm back. Uh, oh, my phone just died. Uh, here we are. I've got two phones. One of them is recording this as we speak. Um, number three, triumphal. Nine of the top ten places in the overall rankings in 1983 went to the Porsche 956. This Group C car, well, car racing car was also successful in customer teams. A Sauber BMW took ninth place never before or again has a single brand so dominated Le Mans. Fact number four. 
eternal. With fabulous average speed with a fabulous average speed of two hundred and fifty one point eight one five kilometers an hour, Hans Jochum stop drove I can't read that either. <laughs> um drove what is still the fastest lap time. He he did so with a nine six two C factory car in qualifying back in nineteen eighty five. The record may well last forever actually this must have been this whole thing must have been posted a, quite a while ago because uh that record has been broken i'm pretty sure uh by one of the modern uh prototypes uh thanks to the chicanes that were um subsequently so um installed onto the course uh they reckon that's why it will never be broken, but it already has been, so. Uh, you have to be consistent. That's fact number five, consistent. Porsche is the only car maker to have been represented in the 24 hours of Le Mans for the past 63 years. 63 years. Wow. The first start for the first German maker brought his brought the first win. Auguste Violette and Edmund Mouch, sorry, these are not, I can tell these people aren't from anywhere that is English, because their last names, I cannot read them at all. Uh, in 1951, with a 356 SL in the, in the class for engine capacity of up to 1,100 cubic centimetres. Now, I think we should uh, just stop there. For, um, so, uh, oh. oh, my phone's frozen again. Yeah, so I reckon, like, I'm talking about uh, the Porsche 911. Uh, one of my other cars, like, prototype Porsches was the 919. That has been taken out of the World Endurance Championship and Le Mans all together. Um, so, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Stratstone.com has listed their um, favourite Porsche Le Mans cars. Top 5 Porsche Le Mans cars. Um, the Porsche... Sorry, uh, the Porsche 70. 2018 marks the 70th anniversary for Porsche. Although Porsche was involved with designing and manufacturing prior to 1948, the 356 born in this year is seen to seen as the first production Porsche. Since then, an incredible history of Porsche cars has followed. So this is actually done 24th of April 2018, so that's why it says the Porsche 356 was made this year, except it was made in 2018. Uh, including the iconic Porsche 911 and technical masterpieces such as the Carrera GT supercar and 918 Spider hypercar, Porsche and Le Mans. The German sports car manufacturer also happens to be pretty handy on, on the racetrack too, and throughout history has provided us with some legendary race cars, such as so 
that Porsche also happens to be the most successful manufacturer when it comes to prestigious Le Mans 24 hours. They have taken the top spot in an impressive 19 times before 90, between 1970 and, 90, and 2017. As well as the yearly 24 hours of Le Mans, this year Le Mans Classic, Le Mans Classic is also taking place. Just a couple of weeks after, with just a couple of weeks after. With this in mind, we we thought we would take a look back at some of our favourite classic Porsches to have ever graced the famous circuit of the South. Porsche 917-20, Pink Pig. I think that's what the nickname is. In 1971, a year after an incredible Porsche 917K1 Le Mans, Porsche caused quite a stir by entering the 917-20 aka Pink Pig. <laughs> so am I. I have a snotty nose. Uh, there are many variants of the died 17, usually accompanied by a letter such as the 917K, the 1970 Le Mans winning car, uh, the 917K, uh, K, meaning Kurzheck, the Porsche 917 Kurzheck, was German for um for short tail. So Kurzheck is short for uh, which is means in German, short tail. There was also the 917L, meaning long tail. The 1971 19 uh the 1971 died 17 slash 20 combined high downforce and low drag to create a different looking 917. It looked different to the 917K of 1970 due to the wider chassis and lower nose, thus reducing front end lift. Martini and Porsche have a history of creating iconic liveries sporting the classic Martini colours. The 1971 team was indeed Martini racing, however rumour has it that that due to the car having porcine looks, Martini didn't want their iconic livery on the car. Instead, in a strong humorous nod to the pink-like pig like design, the livery reassembled a, a pink butcher chart, complete with pink, um, pink pig colour. It certainly stood out. Unfortunately, while was racing the 24 hours of Le Mans, it crashed out of 5th place after 12 hours. Despite its short its shortcoming, comings, it is still resides as a legendary racer in Porsche's history. So it's basically like... I think that's like the pig cuts. It's like pink on um, a card that I see at the moment, the Porsche number 23. Uh, number four, the Porsche 911 Carrera RSR Turbo. Porsche may be the most successful manufacturer at Le Mans, but there are also a fair few Porsches that didn't finish on top, which are still itchingly itchingly cool. Another incredible Porsche that also didn't take the top spot at Le Mans but came ever so close was indeed the 1974 Porsche 911 Carrera RSR Turbo. The RSR makes our list because it is 
it, of its approach. Generally, Le Mans winners tend to look nothing like road cars. Most are sports prototypes which are not meant for road or customer use. They reassemble F1 cars, only with more bodywork. They are also lower and sleek and sleeker. Sleeker, sorry. The 911 wasn't. The the Porsche um team decided to see how just how far they could push in the 911. The RSR looked like a 70s 911 that had been putting in some serious overtime that at the gym which a spoiler that dominated the rear of the car along the wide arches and uh, the and an iconic martini livery pushing out over pushing out over 500 brake horsepower it also had um all the power too it was it this and was the starting point for the legend that is now the Porsche 911 Turbo. It was the perfect foundation of the first production 911 Turbo appealed, appeared a, a year later in 1975. A, uh, the RSR finished second overall in the 1974 Le Mans 24 hours, beating all expectations and looking ultra cool in the process. <laughs> Number three, the Porsche 919 Hybrid. It may it may be no nowhere near the classic age of some of our cars in the list, yet the Porsche 919 Hybrid has come a legendary racing car thanks to its recent dominance in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. It has taken the top spot three years running, winning in 2015, 2016, and again in 2017. The 919 is is an odd to the legendary 917 which won the Le Mans in 1970 and the Porsche 918 road car launched in 2013 meaning the 919 joins some impeccable Porsche creations the state of art racer is amazing in every detail despite the being able to top 210 miles an hour along the famous Molson Strait. The 919's engine is pretty humble. There is a there is no huge power unit here. Amazingly, the 919 uses a 2-liter four-cylinder turbo enhanced by a battery hybrid system to generate the total output of over 900 um brake horsepower. The 919 is wonderfully light, however, tipping the scales at 875 kilograms pre-driver and fuel load this is thanks to the chassis and and the bodybuilding being made with carbon fiber and aluminium ensuring for strength and lightness the 919 is very pinnacle of prototype Le Mans races and has even more special with Porsche concentrating on Formula E <coughs> Sorry, for the 2018 season, meaning we probably won't see a Porsche racing car like this for some time, if ever again. For that, the Porsche 919 has established itself as a racing car legend. Sorry, I've got, I'm like sick at the moment. Uh, number two, 
the Porsche 956. The Porsche 956, 956 of 1982 became an uh, iconic racing car after the legendary driving drivers Jackie X and Derek Bell, who took the famous Rothmans liveried example to be Le Mans' victory in the same year. The X and Bell pairing has become legendary, with the 956 and the 962 following cars following suit. After 1982, the Porsche 956 went on to win Le Mans in 1983, 1984 and 1985, before the 1962 twin of the 956 won in 86 and 87 heralding a massive Le Mans 24-hour dominance for Porsche. Uh, sorry, I just... Wait here for a second. Okay. Sorry, I'm really sick at the moment. I hope this doesn't happen next episode, so... Um... The Rothmans livery... Where is that Rothmans livery became an iconic racing car livery thanks to the dominating success and of course the banning of cigarette sponsorship in motorsport, meaning the old school sponsorships on racing cars are now seen as rebellious as they promoted unhealthy lifestyles which of course back in the day were seen as cool. How times change. Another reason for the 956 that was because it was so cool was the legacy which it sparked British motor racing driver Derek Bell is one of the most successful Le Mans drivers ever <coughs> taking taking top spot in 1975 1981 1982 1986 and again in 1987 all 80s victories were at the will of Porsche um, a Porsche and today you can buy a 911 GTS road car, British Legends Edition, signed by the man himself. The 956. Wait, signed by the man himself. The 956 then started an important partnership with Porsche and one of the of Le Mans' greatest ever drivers. Number one, the Porsche 917K, taking victory for Porsche. For the very first time at Le Mans in 1970, the legendary Porsche 917 had to make had to take the top spot in our list. The 917 came in many different versions. We already have mentioned the 917/20 Pink Pig, but the 917K was also a spark for Porsche Le Mans dominance. In in now the famous. In the now famous red livery with right, white detailing, the 917K was driven to victory by German racing driver Hans Hermann and British racing driver Richard Atwood. It's worth noting that the now legendary Steve McQueen film, Le Mans, McQueen's character also drove a Porsche 917 in the signature golf livery. So I've actually watched um, the Steve McQueen film.
Le Monde. It's uh, one of those uh, films where there's not much talking. Um, it's more like just what you watch the whole race. And I mean, there's a bit of story behind it as well. Uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, <coughs> back to the Le Mans winner. Le Mans winner. The 917K used a 4.5 litre flat 12. A larger engine engined 4.9 litre 917L had problems during the Battle of Le Mans in 1970, leaving only 4.5 litre in 917s in the race. Of the field of the 51 Le Mans cars, only 16 were still running after the 24 hours. So, only of the field of 51 Le Mans cars, only 16 were still running after the 24 hours. Incidentally, 12 of them were Porsches. So, basically, four um, were not Porsches that finished the 24 hours of Le Mans race in, uh, what was it, 1970? Um, including the camera car, that um, this was the seventeen. This was the seventies, after all. Just like the nine five six tribute nine eleven GTS, another British Legends ed, um, edition is available to commemorate Richard Atwood's success in the nine seventeen Wearies. The Derek Bell version is blue to match the 956 Blue Rothmans livery. Atwood's is red to match the iconic 917K 1970 Le Mans winner. So there you have it. With Porsche concentrating on Formula E in 2018, how long will it be before we see another Porsche Le Mans winner? Um, well, they still have GTs, but... Hmm. With this epic history, we doubt Porsche will be away for too long. You could, however, see an array, an array of Porsche Le Mans races at the Le Mans Classic event, which will be taking place in July this year, July 2018, actually. Okay, so there you have it. Um, that's basically the first episode um, done. So I hope you enjoyed. Uh, see you next time.